Hello and welcome to the official podcast for the Glasgow uh, Comic Page, uh, where we talk about the latest comics, movies, television and other pieces of nerd culture. I'm your host for this episode, Massimo Costelli, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Alan, the man who hates everything tight. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, only Zack Snyder properties, it's fine. Uh, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about everyone's favourite table and dragons. And we'll kind of be talking about the basics of D&D, how to get into it, uh, what the hobby's all about, and why everyone, honestly, should at least give it a shot. Join us today on our D&D special are our gas- guests, Val and Daisy, who will be promoting their D&D podcast. They're not gas. They're not gas, they're not ghosts. It's uh, guests, Val and Daisy, who will be promoting their D&D podcast that has partnered with so if you guys would like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about the podcast that we'll be speaking about later on. So hi, I'm Val. I'm 26 years old. Irrelevant, but yeah, still. Uh, we are planning to start... I'm sorry, I can't. No. Daisy? <laughs> that was sounded so good. Yeah. Um, get some new people. That sounds great. Nice. So do this. I assume you guys are also, you've at least had a little bit of experience with d before. It's not an entirely new concept for you. So how long have you guys actually been playing the game for? Stop. <laughs> for me, I think, I don't know exactly how it started, to be honest. But uh, I think it was like seven years ago. I started playing RPG games, not just tables though, in general. And I really liked dressing out my characters. For example, Dragon Age at the time. And a friend of mine suggested to try RPG tabletops like Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons. And it was it was it wasn't that frequently at the time, but after a few years, I think it became a time now. So did you start with the computer games first, then yeah, Dragon? Yeah, the opposite of how people started back then, I guess. But that's how it. And now it's like hooked, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the different experiences from both of you, like the idea of how one of you got roped into it through video games, another one kind of just got roped into it through obviously like kind of live action critical role stuff. See if you were like, and this will probably be kind of the big question for a lot of people is that see if you're talking about how to get in, and someone who's a complete novice came up to you and asked you, how would you get into it? What would you say are kind of the some key aspects of the game? Maybe how suggest a kind of a good entry point. I think that it's practically eighty percent rules, but I believe so that. As I say, what do you mean by roleplay? Well, it's a difficult topic to explain, but even if you don't like to roleplay and you're shy, you don't have to do weird accents to enjoy the game. I mean, but I'm pretty sure that after a while, you're gonna be more comfortable around your group. You will be able to start. And for yeah. me, roleplaying is becoming someone else for a day. And try to overcome, find creative solutions. Have some fun. Yeah, it's like the old. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of so just person. For those at home, like, what is Oh, a tea flake. I don't. Well, I think basically is kickings cannot produce themselves, but they can be born after a demon or a thing seduced human, or if you or make a pact. Ah, so devil person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They get a lot of stick. I assume because they've got maybe horns and stuff like that or like very kind yeah, of demonic okay. creatures. Yeah, yeah, and a tail. Oh, anything. 
Um, actually, on the subject of races, it's probably a good idea if we kind of explain maybe, because obviously, uh, for those who aren't maybe familiar with it, I, I know I am, and uh, you two are, and Alan is at least slightly, but for those at home with it. So the way how it breaks down is it's a class system and race system uh, for the game. So could you maybe give the viewers at home kind of maybe a, a kind of, not not super in-depth, but kind of a broad overview of that kind of entails when you're actually playing the game and how to, and what the different races are. There are so many races now, and you can also not exactly make your own, but there are homebrew versions. But when it comes to character creation for me, I always advise people to make a character that they can relate to at first, and after a few months, you'll be able to differentiate characters. But when you for first starting uh, playing, just pick something that represents you. For example, I always play a druid or a ranger, and definitely an elf. And some of the races and the classes conceal extra traits, like, you know, if you're a barbarian, you're stronger than other people, or if you're a druid, you're wiser. So it's basically like that. I was, uh, I was just gonna say, no, it's, uh, you're right, it's the, 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 the uh, Daisy Green, you said, uh, it is the, the kind of truest form of escapism and of being able to be all these different characters with people who maybe have giant rippling muscles when, you know, you're like me, who's kind of a skinny, uh, slightly chubby guy uh, <laughs> with with uh, <laughs> with uh, not a lot of strength. But I, I always find that interesting is that that's the kind of thing of taking on these personas. Uh, and do you think that's why it's maybe become so popular in recent because it allows people to put themselves out there in a way that uh, a lot of people haven't allowed themselves to do in the past, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, I really like cats. <laughs> Just something like years ago, I would have been hidden. Nice. So it kind of brought you out of your shell a little bit. It's a slippery slope, right? right? It really is, yeah. <laughs> so you, you sell on, you know, a cartoon or, you know, or a comic book and the next thing you know, all your money has been spent on it, all your free time has been spent on it. Most of the people you speak to are speaking about it or you're thinking about it. This is not actually at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my mum thinks I'm, I'm a college member as well. It's insane. <laughs> she thinks I'm doing rituals and stuff, and I really <laughs> hope that this whole thing and how popular the game it became will change the perspective, uh, the perspective of people and make her. Your mom's <laughs> Pardon? So, is your mom's less worried about you, basically? Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to ask actually as well on the kind of the idea of like you're sinking in so much money into it. Is D and D a very expensive hobby to get into? Um, because I know there's like loads of like supplementary books and stuff, and you have like dice you can buy and stuff like that. So is it a very expensive hobby, or can like everyone get into it? To be honest, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, if you just start with a painting, though, <laughs> or even by art, inspired by your because you can actually do that now. But yeah, uh, basically, uh, our dice going out of hand, I guess. But you don't need anything except a, a pencil. And passion to play, and a group of friends. That's the most. I was going to say, you other people, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that's probably the, the 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 kind of one of the things. The best part of the game is probably is like a interesting social aspect that that comes with the game. Is you are it's a shared adventure, a shared experience. Um, and and saying that, does it take up a lot of your time? Do you guys like play a lot per week? Is there a set day, or like do you guys play lots since COVID and stuff? Is like a lot of games that are still going on, or you can. How's that, how's that worked out for you? Well, for me, uh, right now, because I work full time, I don't have the time to do that anymore. 
So I just try and have one day a week to play. And it's not just Dungeons and Dragons, it's also, also, also Vampire and Masquerade, the tabletop version of it. But when I was younger, I used to do it twice a week for five plus hours. And we always gathered my house and we were playing and eating and drinking and having fun together. But right now we go quite difficult. And also the fact that I moved to Scotland is another thing. Because I'm not from I was going to say, with that accent, I... Uh... <laughs> I'm from Greece. And, and you, you came here. Then, right? You came here, I, I guess. Uh... I love the water I was, yeah, I was going to say, obviously... Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say as well, like, on the on the, the, the kind of idea of, like, I, I uh, you've obviously moved from a different... Um, and I don't know if if DJFU if uh, or Glasgow-based or... Uh, is there lots of, like, uh, before COVID, I would say, was there lots of, like, uh, safe I guess, safe spaces to play D&D in, if that makes kind of nerd-friendly spaces within the areas that you live in? Or was that, I, like, a big thing? Or? I cannot answer that because I moved here four months ago, so... <laughs> um, I mean, I but my friend. Did you say the dungeon master? So what is the dungeon master? Um, so the, so the dungeon and you get mad at people when you're there. Yeah, because even if you have planned something for hours and hours and prepared it, people are going to do something else to do and they're going to just ruin everything <laughs> in a good way, though. Yeah, we used to torture Dungeon Master. It was an actual about it like many years later. So I, uh, I will I'll say that. All sorts of stuff. I was going to say, yeah, like the idea of like having to adapt on the, the fly uh, to improvise must be like like one of these skills that is like so valuable when, when you're playing D&D, even as like, a player and as a DM, like do you have to like, kind of be from a creative background to kind of get into the game in that sense? Or would you like, would you also kind of say that like, even if you're not super creatively inclined, that it's still a really fun game to play? Oh, definitely. I, I think that's how the game originally started, wasn't it? It was like from like a tabletop military reenacting battles with managers. Guy Guy got made up a set of rules to like a story game as well, which is like personal combat rather than group combat kind of thing, and that's how it's developed over the years. Yeah, and it's just sort of. Um, so now you could full run about as Tiefling Bards and Dwarven Clerics and whatnot, just. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just making up all sorts. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I was I was going to say is the idea of making up all these characters. Like, for myself, like, I'm in a long-running campaign that we've been doing for almost two years, uh, like, once a week, and I'm cleric. And, like, my first exposure to the game was through, like, watching, like, YouTubers and stuff. Um, would you say that's maybe your guys' experience as well? Like, the big, big shift was, like, as you said, Daisy, stuff like Critical Role being massively, like, influential and, like, making the, t- taking like a dusty old board game and then kind of modernizing it? Well, I don't think that the game has changed in any way. Uh, the only thing that has changed is basically the world. Uh, but definitely one of the biggest reasons that it became a thing again, I think it's definitely critical role. So many members gathered together. You can't go wrong, wrong with that. It's kind of. So, what kind of. In, in your game, uh, is it a home 
through campaign and you sometimes made up themselves just for what that means or is it more one of the like Forgotten Realms or Greyhawk or, or any of those ones would you use, use that start with you? Uh, well, I'm not DMing. I tried but <laughs> it didn't go well. So I'm well, just... Give you a Pardon? The game that you're currently playing in just now like as a, a player rather than a dungeon master is it is it a homebrew game or is it a, a ready-made world? Yeah, because yeah. the guy that is DMing most of the time is trying to, and you can definitely do that. There are also adventure books, you know, like a structure of how the world can be, and you can adapt on that and maybe be creative and do things. That so take elements from like published adventures and things like that, and then your own setting and things, yeah. Yeah. And what are you, Daisy? Um, I'm not very sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot you did say that, and I was like, uh, like just you know, rubbing salt in the wind, like, oh, are you going through? Nothing. Thanks. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna change that. We're gonna change this. Nice. I, I was gonna say I, I'm. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, Alan. You're bringing people together by insulting people one one small small insult at a time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like obviously for yourself, like, cause you're not in a game. Do you still feel like you're in like in touch with D and D kind of culture? If that makes sense, like by watching oh. stuff like Critical Role, like are you still able to talk to people who maybe are playing in campaigns about D and D, even though you're not one yourself? Oh, definitely ourselves, and I love hearing about uh, models they've paid off and nerd outward. It's it's with one. So would you guys say social media is a big a big part in kind of kind of like how the spread of the game is like yeah definitely i i will say that is a good thing though as well that like kind of big, big massive tv shows as well are kind of incorporating uh this kind of like board game or sorry not board game, tabletop game um i i guess like if if we're kind of talking about because i know we've talked about character creation um and and if you were kind of to say to someone like what what it is like what, what? Like, and obviously you said, like obviously being like a person is like is what makes it so free into like role playing and stuff like that. But would you say there's any times where, like, it's been fun to do like not even just the role play, but like, like the puzzle solving. I know you mentioned earlier on a little bit about kind of like more talking about the the tactical aspects. Would you say that those things play as big a part as role play, or would you say role is kind of more present? Uh, a, a game. I think it depends on the DM as well, and is there are so many people out there that really enjoy the making the game harder than it is with you know putting riddles and all that stuff and it becomes more more complex but i i think that the fun part of the game personally is role playing but definitely um you know fighting monsters and dragons and getting into dungeons can be fun as well yeah i agree it's nice to have like people it's wonderful to run <laughs> Yeah, first book called Run and Hide. So I think... I think um, yeah, sorry, Alan, you go. Go. No, no, I insist. Oh, I insist. I insist, I, all I was, all I was, all I was going to say is that, like, um, I think I think we've covered like, a lot of the basics of, of what people want to know. Um, is there anything else you guys would probably say to people who maybe would, who are thinking about doing it? Just before we move on to maybe kind of the interview section of this of this uh, podcast to talk about your specific project, who are, like, kind of... Kind of what words of wisdom do people who are trying to get into the game? I would say <laughs> Have you got anything about so just like it? Well? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'm an advocate for that exactly, but I didn't think I am because I try to persuade people to try D&D 
and I have done it uh, so many times in the past, and it worked. Uh, and the only thing that I say is uh, just stating the fact that D&D helped me overcome my social anxiety and other stuff I was going through when I was younger. But I try to persuade people, you know, there are dragons in the game and you can use magic. <laughs> so, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, who doesn't love dragons? Who doesn't love magic? Also sounds like you're a D&D pusher, do you know what I mean? Like just you're, come on, all your friends are trying it. Play, play! <laughs> I feel like that probably that probably is a big step as well of 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 having to like maybe kind of push people towards doing it because I feel like uh, people are very hesitant because of kind of I guess the the stigma or like that used to be around D and D and probably like forcing your friends to do it is probably the, maybe one of the only ways you can get people to play sometimes. I'm not forcing exactly. I'm just stating facts. You know, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, just pull. It didn't jump. You just pushed them. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Uh, with with that being said, I think it'd be a good time to kind of move on to the specific project you guys are on here to talk about a little, and that would be D and D kind of centric podcast that uh, you are partnering with uh, BGC to produce and put out there. Um, so, uh, just could you maybe explain if it's going to be kind of like a long running campaign? Is it going to be one shots, or is it specifically going to be maybe kind of more of a discussion show, similar to this kind of current podcast that we've got going on at the moment? We the right direction podcast and i don't know if i will be able to meet people's expectation because it's a tough crowd out there but i think that a casual chat between these people uh having a laugh and learning together is something that we aspire to do yeah we're sort of, which is probably a better way to, if you're like wrong and you've got like a hundred yeah and also inspiring people to start playing our main goal here we're not experts ourselves i mean for me, as I said, it was only six or seven years. But we're trying to keep up with everything that we discuss, D&D new, what is happening, what is they releasing, and all that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. I think, I think, yeah. it's, as you, I think it's going to be a very interesting kind of change of pace uh, from what I maybe usually listen to podcast-wise. Because um, like, as being someone who's familiar with the game, I feel like it's very good that you guys are kind of going out of your way and maybe trying to reach people anxious or not super like you know maybe shy who don't want to and maybe you get maybe listen to your guys podcast could help them kind of make that step into maybe making friends with people who want to play D. &D. um and with that with that being said actually um i know you you said specifically yourself you had like loads of cool to catch up on like uh is there any maybe kind of uh, format you're going to take from like other like popular kind of D, &D if you kind of maybe incorporate into your own thing obviously it'll be your own separate thing but like is there any draw influence i think that there are so many great videos there's great content Sandra channel so maybe similar to that but as daisy said we're huge fans of girl and i think that this is going to be a main topic maybe um i was just gonna say um with Obviously, if you're going to make critical role um, a main topic of of the podcast, or in some like way maybe discussion and stuff, um, do you think that like the, like sit and watch critical role? Because obviously it's a long period of time, but you think maybe that's like probably the, like a good way to to tell people or just people to watch something like critical. But maybe could maybe like be kind of paired with uh, other kind of aspects. Um, uh, definitely. But 
for me, the best way to get get you into the game is joining a community and finding a group. And that would make everything so so work. Try to read and memorize all the books. But it's a great start. It's a great way to start getting involved. Yeah, critical like the practical side. Watching. I was uh I was actually going to ask as well. Um, I've heard for the grapevine of for the big boss of of BGCP that that you kind of go in for maybe an all female. Uh, centric kind of uh, like rotating hosts kind of thing for your podcast is that true? Is you're going to kind of go for like all all, all girls? Is uh, was there like any particular reason why you decided? To, to, I know obviously it's like the idea it does feel like TNDK male orientated, but was that like that maybe play a part in saying the goal female roster? I think we keep waiting for each other to talk. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. <laughs> We're so close. Like, <laughs> cast considered as like a boys' nerd. <laughs> not to talk I was going to actually say as well like because I know both of you are uh, both of you are, are, are writers for the site as well aren't you <coughs> uh, I'm getting yeah. that right yeah um would you guys maybe try and incorporate into your own podcast the talks about maybe the reviews of stuff that you're doing that week like are you, it won't, I'm assuming it won't just be 40 minutes an hour straight of D&D and spare some stuff like the reviews and the book um throughout. yeah I really hope so which is like the jumped on the oh, yeah, yeah it's it's a good book, right? <laughs> um game seven yeah, and I'm also trying to that is going on. I mean, the books are running, and I watched every single episode of the two campaigns, so I'm pretty into it. Most people say I'm obsessed, like but I want to say <laughs> that. It's not true. Um, I was also going to say as, as well, just in the general idea of like if like other stuff like kind of outside of just talking about specific kind of in that same vein of of reviews and stuff. Um, assumably, like there's like loads of new books and sources coming out uh, from the guys who make D and D Wizards of the Coast. Would you guys are you guys gonna maybe set and maybe like like campaigns or kind of a, a new stuff that comes out? Are you gonna cover that sort of news as well? Like, are you gonna kind of cover like all the new book releases? Yeah, I have about the new Ravenloft that is coming May eighteenth. I I don't know the date, but I think it's May eighteenth. Yeah, that is coming. They're gonna try to recreate Ravenloft. It's an adventure uh, book, so it's like the, the, the main story that you can use and the campaign setting that you can use. Okay. So Ravenloft was the, it's, it's a horror world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's vampires and things. Vampires, yeah. Yeah, and it, it became a thing back in 2000 with Tears of Strahd. It was another adventure book. I mean, yeah, I was... No, yeah, you go. You go, you were speaking there, go. I was going to say, like, way back when we started, that, that was the, one of the first ones that we box it, and... It's so I, intense. It's so intense. I yeah. don't recommend it to people that are trying to start now playing, but maybe <laughs> later. I was, I was going to say as well, yeah, I've also had some experience with Ravenloft as well, because uh, that was, like, the third or fourth, like, kind of book campaign that was run. That I was in, um, and just that they was, as you said it's very intense, uh, and like anything can happen. And I feel like that's very much like one of those things in D and D is that it can be at one point very very mellow, and then it can just ramp up to something ridiculously. Yeah, for me, I have a really bad memory of playing Curse of Strahd. There was an incident in my house while we were playing, and I couldn't sleep for no days. What? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I can explain it, but the DM had a health issue while DMing, 
because we we were drinking wine and we had like low light uh, <laughs> and it it was a Halloween themed session and it became so intense for him well kind of fainted but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you go. You've heard it here first, folks. D&D, the game that makes people faint uh, from, uh, <laughs> from heart rate. <laughs> but I think, I think don't that's... Don't drink a DM. Don't drink a DM. That's it. I think that's just, like, a very, like, interesting thing as well as, like, your kind of personal story of, of how intense, like, a game that involves rolling dice and fictional role-playing can be. Um, like, like, for myself, like, a kind of intense situation I found myself in, like, a, a few sessions ago in my campaign was that I, I was fighting off, like, two giant creatures and I was possibly going to die. And it was also, like, I just didn't want my character to die. And I could feel myself sweating. I could feel myself. And it, it, it's, it's incredible that these, like, moments, like, come up and they make, like, like they make you, you feel... Have, and, yeah. You have no idea how much I cried for my character. I mean, <laughs> seriously, through it, she was half dry at Druid and the DM burned her tree. And she didn't have a soul for a while, but... She, she met uh, a girl, one of our players' character, uh, a monk named May, and she became best friends. And the bond that they had in game became a real thing for me as well. In the end, and that's something that I always wanted to say out loud. And I know that it sounds weird, but D&D can make you more social. And I'm so grateful for the people that I met through it. It's a beautiful thing. I uh, I would so yeah. I hope that your uh, I hope that your podcast can at least do the same for people as well. Like maybe you guys can start your own wee community around it through like just talking about D and D, and hopefully that will bring more people together. Like you said, you know, D and D people together. Um, and I think and I think that that's probably like one of the biggest positives, and I, I'm sure that you guys would agree that that from D and D becoming the main show, I said people become out their shelves. Um, and that is it's like, like therapy. Therapy. <laughs> therapy, free, free therapy. Yeah, people in the USA, uh, they use it for shy children to open up. So it's not just a thing that I'm saying, it's real, it's happening as a therapy. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that's is just about done with all the questions that we have. Um, and Alan, have you got anything else you want to add? Or, or, or ladies, do you have anything else you want to add as well? Maybe uh, reviews or social media you want to plug or anything that sort of uh, way? Doing that polite thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the same thing Wonderful. And I always say definitely check out videos at Geek and Sandry on YouTube or Twitch. You can find a lot of great streams as well and podcasts. That's, that's phenomenal. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys are able to kind of plug your own things, and then I'm 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 wishing the best success for this podcast, and I hope it goes really well. Uh, so I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, my name is Massimo Castelli. I've been joined by my co-host Alan, uh, and obviously our wonderful Hi. guests, <laughs> wonderful guests Val and Daisy. Uh, if you guys want the latest comic book news, reviews, and all other sort of nerdy things, you can find us on BGC. BigGlasgowComicPage.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter with the hand, I think it's at BGC, and also find us on Facebook with the similar kind of stuff. Uh, you can also find us on Discord if you want to join the Discord chat and kind of talk about all the latest news with other fans of this. Uh, thank you for listening, and I hope that everyone has a great day and that uh, the pandemic isn't hard. <laughs> Just uh, try to spread positivity, uh, positivity in the universe. Bye.
Right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.